something like that. <coughs> Alright, so I'm going to roll the start screen. We're going to bring it in, and we're going to bring in the audio. Yo, what's up, everyone? It's the Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast. It's your excellent friend, the brand here, Big Vito T, as well in the house. My man, it is August 31st, 2022. It's a Wednesday night, and... You know what that means. You know We're going to break it down. Freaking means, man. We had a, an awesome... Uh, you know, pretty, uh, I don't, I always say awesome. You can say it. Pretty damn good. Uh, dynamite. Go. Pretty damn yeah, good to pretty damn go. awesome. Uh, I haven't really thought about it as like a whole context yet, but we'll get to all that. Uh, Vito, my man, how's it going? First it's going good, man. It's going real good. Going real good. Like you said, it was a really good dynamite. I'm glad uh I'm glad we're on the same page so far. Vito's got his Malachi black shirt on. I got my I best friends uh James Dean uh picture Ooh, shirt. That is nice. Isn't this cool? That's cool. I'm gonna have to look Dude. that one up. This one came out of the all elite crate. Okay. This came out of one of my boxes. I I wanna say pro wrestling crate, but I'm not I mean it's at some point in time last couple months fuzzy don't remember it might have been the other one uh and i get complimented on this thing everywhere i go and i know that like none of the people that say anything to me <laughs> have no idea have any idea what it actually is <laughs> i think they're just like oh yeah the james yeah, dean deal james dean, yeah. yeah but they they don't have they don't have a clue that it's orange cassidy yeah. or or anything Chuck like that T there <laughs> <laughs> All right, we both are wearing great AEW shirts. We are. This is a good man. start. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we here we are. We're getting caught up on the shows. Um, we'll kind of lead into this since this show kicked off with John Moxley. But yeah. the big story coming out of last week, of course, obviously, uh, we had the the uh, title versus title, the interim title match. And uh, John Moxley wins very, very quickly. For those of you who've been living under a rock, don't know the story yet. Uh, win very quickly. CM Punk sells uh, leg injury, basically selling the fact that he had came back too early yeah. uh, from the injury, which was odd given the promo that he cut later, but we will get to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vito, anyway. what did you think of this Moxley promo to start us off? First of all, Moxley's the best. Everyone everyone knows that. Don't even argue it. He's the best. <laughs> the promo was amazing, as usual. What really got me was the crowd. That Chicago crowd was mixed, to say the least. Okay, so are they in uh, the pay-per-views in Chicago as well? Yeah, this is a so they're doing the whole week. week there. Yeah, that's what they do when they go to Chicago. Uh, Dynamite, Rampage, and the pay per view, and probably the 
<laughs> probably. Oh. oh wait, it's not Monday Night Raw. So no, it probably won't be the Dynamite afterwards. But Dynamite and Rampage. I think Rampage is going to be live this week. Well, hopefully they're alive by the time All Out rolls around on Sunday, because it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff. You know? Yeah. Especially with a show like this, where it just kicked off so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Man, was it hot. That promo was non-stop action. He didn't stop moving. He didn't stand still. That's how you know Mox is is on one. It's when you know he's delivering a good promo when he can't stand still. You get the Mox promo style here that he usually does in the back, but, you know, in front of the crowd. And uh, basically, you know, he runs down Punk. Uh, just basically... You know, puts him down even further. Just basically, you know, sells the fact that you know. Uh, I mean, he just—he really, he really <laughs> said, ran him down. Said fragile ego, fragile body, fragile mind, weak spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Had to look the quote up here. It was pretty. It was. It was pretty. And then he leaves a contract in the ring. Just basically, um, just says, "Hey, whoever." You know, feels like they want to face me. You know, here's an open contract. I've signed it. Uh, you know, come and get it. And then nobody comes out. I was thinking, you know, MJF's music was going to hit or something. I was but... waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> Lights uh, go out and the contract's gone. Something. Right. Yes. But no, we but... get we get a steal trawling out there which is the first time we've seen him on tv but they explained to us quickly that he's a producer yeah well he company. came out for uh to get punk when he got injured last week oh okay. but you only saw him for a brief second oh okay but, um that's right so yeah but uh yeah uh, anyway, we'll talk more about that guy later but uh yeah it was uh interesting i knew once he grabbed that contract that uh, We're continuing this punk thing. It was gonna go on, yeah. Basically, when he grabbed that contract, we weren't getting MJF. <laughs> well, that's apparent now. We'll just go ahead and let yeah. the, let the cat out of the bag there for those of yeah. y'all that don't know. Um, but we get a Jericho promo in the back. He hypes up the match with Danielson uh, Garcia he speaks for a bunch of dead hearts. Right? What is with this? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's gonna um, go with that. It's weird. Next next week, Jericho's gonna come out with Zach Bagans, and they're gonna have like the you know the ghost monitor of Stu Hart come through. <laughs> they're gonna stay a night. Oh they're gonna stay a night in the dungeon. There you go. That would be a great episode, dude. Why haven't they done that yet? You ever watch that know. show? You ever watch Ghost Adventures? Yes. What? You're trying to get them to conjure up the right. <laughs> ghost of Stuart. Dude, oh, a no. night in the heart dungeon, that would be that would be a great episode. Call me oh, Zach. Oh man. Call me Zach. Give me some free tickets to your museum and uh I'll trade you that idea that you can use next season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, Garcia says he wants to pledge his loyalty to the Jazz. Yeah. 
He's a sports entertainer. He's settled on it. And there was a boo. Did you hear the boo? Right. They were booing. They're like, you're a wrestler. No, no. Well, the Chicago care. crowd is up with the storyline. So that's good. Oh, it yeah. Helps sell that. And, uh, you know, Jericho tells Brian to watch his back. Uh, so then we go to the match. We go to uh, Brian Danderson versus Jake Hager. <laughs> Now, before we move on further, I just want to point one thing out that when it first happened, I laughed so hard because I knew we were going to have this conversation. Uh, you br- you bring up the fact that we have Danielson and Hager, and we already have three men on commentary, don't we? <laughs> that was actually the very William, first thing I wrote was five-man commentary team. <laughs> William Regal comes out. And Jericho comes out and five man commentary. And I wrote that down too, just yeah. so I can bring it up and discuss oh it with my you. Gosh. You who hates a four man commentary team with a five man showed up. I was like, Oh, the brand is gonna lose his mind when this when he sees this. No, that uh, it wasn't bad though. It wasn't too JR bad. barely said anything, right. but because they take, yes, they they very smartly just have someone be a mute while this is going on. And they just kind of let the two people, you know what I mean? They just kind of yeah. let them banter. Yeah. And, you know, they like Excalibur, like, tried to call some action in the middle of it. Basically, was like how it how it seemed to play out to me. But, yeah. Um, it was a lot like a Jericho versus William Regal with Taz as the referee. Oh, right, That's what right, it seemed right. like to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, because you got Taz in there. Gosh, I mean... It, yeah. it, it didn't get on my nerves as bad as, as usual. They made it work. It wasn't messy, but not a fan of it in particular. No. But it wasn't too bad here. Um, what did you think of this match? Uh, they did a table spot early, which was cool. Yeah. I wanted. I, I wrote that down. I want to discuss that with you. Uh, first of all, the match was okay. It wasn't amazing, but it was okay. Uh, how is it that announcer table and timekeeper table spots aren't illegal? How many times have you seen someone put someone through an announcer table, like Hulk up, throw him in the ring, right. and then try to pin him, and the ref's like, just counting outside. You know, you can go grab a table and put them through it, then that's a DQ. But if the table's already set up, that's cool. It's free game. I just thought that was a a weird, unwritten rule of wrestling. It's a very fine line, I think, Vito. I think if it's a happenstance maneuver, which is basically kind of what happened here, like, you know, Hager or whatever, you know, he gets tackled. And he just kind of drives them through it. Could have been intentional. Couldn't have not, you know, could have not been intentional. It's kind of one of those things. How, you know, it's kind of up to the ref's discretion, I think. Kind of in a situation like that. It's not like a blatant use of a table. Where you, like, bring it in and set it up. (laughs) And put the guy on on it. I know. Then it's like, okay, bro. It's not just this match. It's on a lot. Right, you know, announcer tables used a lot. Uh, AEW doesn't have an announcer table down there, so they use the timekeeper table a lot. Right, 
I've seen him use it quite a bit. But anyway, What's the this match table? was actually good. Not moving on from that rant about the, the the tables. This match was good. There was some really stiff forearms in this that, Ooh, <laughs> that I yeah. thought were, were pretty bad. But this is good. This I was, enjoyed the, this. Hager had like an extended heat spot because he they started in his heat and then they went to break. And so like he had to like... He kept going throughout that whole commercial break. I noticed that you know they saved the comeback, of course, and they do this all the time. But it's all about the timing of that. They were already really deep into you know. But anyway, it didn't make any kind of difference because when Brian made his comeback, the crowd was into it. But the problem I have with the comeback is that he just kind of did. He like he just like hulks up. Kind of like out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Just all of a sudden, he start, he's like, okay, I've had enough. And he hulks up, and then he just kind of turns the tide. There was no, like, you know, usually it's like a move, a counter. Yeah. yeah. That shifts like a, everything. from out of nowhere, a drop kick or something right. like that. Yeah. This was just like, oh, all of a sudden, I'm hulking up. And, you know, which I guess, you know, Hulk Hogan made a living out of that. Um <laughs> You know, re re uh, reshape the business doing that, uh, but still, you know, you you think, you know, I don't know, maybe Danielson did it on purpose, you know, but you think he would uh, he would be doing something different there. But did you enjoy all the submission uh, submission movements in that? They kind of did those towards the end, right? That was kind of after all those, like, yeah. the forearm spots and stuff like yeah. that where they got, like, really physical. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Do you, do, you enjoy, do you enjoy that? Is that something you like, the going, trying to uh, um, scramble for a submission? I enjoy, like, chain moves. Yeah, you know, I think if it's done well, I think it's you know, I think it could be sometimes. Fine. Sometimes watching Braniel, 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 there you go, Brian whatever Danielson his name do is, it, it's like I don't know. It looks like he's trying too hard. He's a great submission guy, but sometimes he's like trying too hard. It looked like him trying to do it. The big Jake Hager was a little too much. He almost looked like a little kid trying to take his leg down, but he put on the move. So I, I didn't have a problem with that as much as I had a problem with, like you said, those forearms and those elbows yeah. looked great. And I just, I think he could have spent a little bit more time selling them, but you know, that's kind of like a, that's kind of a nitpicky thing, you know? Yeah. And it was probably a timing thing. I'm sure too, if they, if they had pay-per-view time, I'm sure Brian would have sold the shots a little bit longer, <laughs> you know, but. They just didn't have the time to do it here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get some post match. Well, uh, right, we get a we get a thing at the end here. Um, basically, uh, Danielson he he hooks up, makes his comeback. Uh, he ends up winning. Now, yes, the Jazz hit the ring, or excuse me, the Jazz B team, as I like to. <laughs> refer to him B squad uh, the B squad of the jazz hits the ring then the BCC evens it up 
Then Jericho hits the ring. Try he's he's threatening to hit uh, Danielson with the chair, but they do the spot where Garcia comes, grabs the chair from behind him, and this stalls him long enough to where Danielson's able to uh, give him the the claymore or what, whatever he calls it. The bicycle um, knee, I think it's called. Right. Yeah. It looks just like a freaking claymore kick, but yeah. Um, whatever. To each their own. Uh, <laughs> um, but what I thought was cool, more dissension. In- interesting was when uh, you see Daniel Garcia kind of like, oh, oh man, I can't believe I did that. I messed up, you know, made Chris mad. Right. I'm gonna have to pay for this. Yeah. But then when when uh, Brian got out of the out of the ring, he like tapped Garcia, you know, gave him an attaboy. Garcia did nothing. He didn't attack him or nothing. He just kind of stood there with his hand on his head like, oh, shucks, what did I do wrong here? I thought that was interesting. So Jericho's definitely going to say something about that. Well, the conclusion I would draw is that he's definitely, <laughs> definitely halfing it. And, yeah, I don't think Garcia is, is long. And this match went almost for 11 the jazz. minutes. So. Really? Yeah, 10.51. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it went... I mean, it went long because they they went to the commercial right in the middle of... Right in the middle of his heat. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, more dissension. Uh, we get the wingmen in the ring, which I didn't even know was a thing. Apparently, this really? is a stable. Yeah, this is a st- this is a stable that's been around since like almost the beginning of AEW. I mean, I've seen like, these guys on on uh, on BTE and stuff, but yeah, rarely on uh, actual TV. Ryan Nemeth, JD Drake, Peter Avalon, and Cesar Baroni. Okay, uh, they're on Dark a lot, Dark Elevation. Um, yeah, they're uh, tired of being the. B squad, they want to be on TV. So, well, uh, so they're out there with picket signs. They end up getting their ass kicked by W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey, who is apparently now full fledged all elite. Is that confirmed? I don't know if it's confirmed, but. I heard a while back he he was he was done with Impact, and he's showing up here, and apparently they're doing a thing with him. So, well, good for him. You know, yeah. You know, he's been he worked there. For, he was a, a heater for somebody, right? Who was he working with? He came in to do the. Uh, we we did a we did a show on this. It was a few months ago. It was during the MJF yeah. thing with Wardlow. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. He was one of the Wardlow guys. They had him fight Wardlow. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Okay. You know, we get a we get a rematch of that. Um, well, we all. Possible. Of course, you know uh, your guy came down. Discount Clarence Mason. Right. Uh, Saint Vincent de Paul, Clarence Mason. <laughs> and uh, this was this was bad. I did not really like the presentation of this. I don't know why they had Stoke. Stokely can talk so well, but they had him just do like. So he comes out and gives the cards to Morrissey, and 
he's leaving, Tony stops him and asks him, hey, why are you giving all these cards to everybody? Like, hello? Like, Tony, like, what? Like, that's the dumbest question. Like, what do you think he's giving all these? He's, he's trying to get clients. You know what I mean? Like, well, what kind of question? After that. It got worse because he just said it's none of your business. Yeah. He still he just says it's none of your business and gets in his face like he's Vince McMahon or somebody. And then Tony makes it even worse by saying, nope, I work here. <laughs> it is my business, pal. I work it's here. It's my business. <laughs> and I asked him the question. Says, it's none of your business. And he shakes him like he's uh, trying to yeah. break his collar or something and then they just kind of then they just kind of stand there and you didn't really give you know it's, it kind of seemed like morrissey was gonna go with him but i don't freaking they know, went man. together i mean right. I, I i almost want to look up a list of how many guys he's got or how many people he's got so far because he's got some good people in him he, he got, well, he got uh, the whole baddie crew that's three right yeah there's three of them, and then he got the ass boys. He got the ass boys, so that's five. Ethan he Page. Got Ethan Page, yep. That's six. Um, so developing quite the uh, the list of clientele. Yeah, uh, is gonna this be dude. up there with the Bobby Heenan family soon. And wasn't wasn't he like courting uh, Hobbs and Starks before they broke up too, or did I, or was that? Because he was part of that angle when they came in, right? Because he he I was he was messing around with Swerve and and Keith Lee at first. So I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember from week to week. Well, we get um, then we get the uh, Osprey backstage promo. Yeah, right? I thought that was funny. <laughs> I enjoyed that actually. I didn't get this either because it was one of those things that, like, it, it just didn't make, I didn't think it made Osprey look cool because Callus comes in and just kind of talks the whole time. He goes back there and blows smoke up Osprey's ass trying to, you know, right. get in his head about saying, you know, you're not this Kenny Omega, you're, you're your own self, you're, you're, you're Will Osprey, you know? Right. But, I don't know, I enjoy I low key enjoyed that back backstage segment, if that if that means anything. <laughs> well, I mean, now that you put it in that perspective, I can see why they did it. But when I yeah. first watched it, I was just kind of like, "Oh man, they made Osprey kind of look like a doof there." But I get that and part plus, of it too. Plus, we also got to see Alex Marvez. Hardly ever get to see Marvez. The ghost of Alex Marvez. Yeah, he put he got to put in some work. Usually Tony Schiavone running around that whole arena, but we got we got to see Marvez. It's nice to see that guy. He got off work yeah. in time from uh, NFL Radio to to make the show. So <laughs> that's good. Uh, but yeah, then we get now Vito. I got to be honest with you here. We get the Britt Baker promo. Or not pram, promo. I see Britt Baker come out. And I'm not sure what happened. All hell breaks loose in my house with my with my new puppy and this and oh, that no. and the other thing. <laughs> Had to take her outside. So 
So run this by me. What what ended up happening? A tag team match, I'm presuming. Yeah, it was uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter against Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm. And uh, that's right. That's oh man, right. let me tell you, there was this was good? ugly uh, her Karana. That oh no! I'm trying to remember <laughs> if it was like a backwards or something. But it was like, no, it was a Huracurana. It was almost like a head scissor thing to where instead of going completely over, uh, it was Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter's face just planted straight down on the ring. Like instead of doing a flip over, she just kind of did a, just like a face bump. And it, it was so bad looking that the referee immediately dropped down to her to check her. It, oh, it wow. scared the ref. It was so bad. Yeah. I was like, jeez. And you're just thinking, yeah. oh, please don't throw up the X. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Don't throw exactly. that X up. Someone's going to be hurt. I was looking for a busted nose. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, this this wasn't uh, this was a good match. Uh, so it sounds went, fair. Yeah, it went seven minutes. Uh, the, the faces went over. It was a solid solid action all the way through not a lot of mistakes it was a pretty good for an AEW women's match actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, Britt Baker was putting on the gloves you know how Rebel gets up on the apron she puts on the gloves Sheeta jumps from out of camera and just like boots her in the face with like one of these uh, 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 let's see you know uh, Mortal Kombat Johnny Cage just oh, does right, that, right, right. that yeah. leaping kick across just across the screen, just shoots himself over. Where he like slide, like yeah. The shadow yeah. kick. The shadow kick, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like to me. Yep. And I was like, geez, just boot it right <laughs> in the face. I don't know if the glove even got on, but just man. Well, this, is then, the, uh, this is the fallout of, of course, uh Thunder Rosa relinquishing the or, you know going on hiatus so we're going to have another interim champion situation going on uh, I hate that word interim interim Va- yeah. vacant is pissed right now because he doesn't get to hold any AEW titles I know vacant <laughs> AEW is AEW is not putting vacant to work right. he, ain't in, he ain't in the AEW right. <laughs> He's going to own the WWE Hall of Fame one day, but AEW sure. is like... So nope. many legendary title reigns for that, dude. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's basically... I think that's all I missed, because when I came back, uh, we had the vignette of Miro and Darby and Sting, unless there was something before that that I missed. Miro and Darby and Sting, huh? It was a oh, Miro... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. missed. you missed Kip Sabian. Oh, I missed the you missed Kip Sabian. Boxhead. Okay. Yeah. What happened here? Uh, a chilling, chilling uh, Kip Sabian promo. It was nice. See, yeah, and that was, was another really thing good. we missed last week. The the Boxhead saga came to its dramatic uh, pre-conclusion yep. last week. Yep. Yeah, and... Uh, which it ended up being some other guy, but Kip Sabian was involved. You know, whatever, whatever. Exactly. He, he was, you know, the, the angle 
like you said, was always was always him. Yeah. So basically, Kip just said, you know, uh, uh, he explained his master plan that he ex- executed last week, and he fell into his trap, you know, and basically he wants that that title that he's got around his waist. And you know what? I think he's gonna win it. I think Kip's gonna win the title. Okay. Interesting. I think uh, I think his new look is awesome too. It would probably do. It would probably do more for him. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you know, like we've always talked about that idea of being with that title, kind of being defended, you know, wherever, anywhere, and anywhere. Um. So yeah. Now we're on to the. Okay. So yeah. Then they go to break, yeah. and then they came back. There's a vignette of Miro and Darby, and then Sting comes in. This is basically just to, to hype up their match with the Hob. You like how I did that? See what yeah, I did there? the Hob. The Hob. The Hob, dude. Uh, I, uh, Sting, Sting uh, dropped this for me. Really? I was kind of feeling Miro. And then Darby came in, and Darby was kind of doing that, uh, you know, a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm uh, uh, totally behind Darby on the mic. And then when Sting came in, I was like, oh. Darby's not a strong promo. No. He's just not. It's just not his strong suit. No. Uh, And uh, Sting. Being a man a few words is his best bet. So this was a big lull for me, a big, a big, uh, as Simon would say, it's a down. <clears throat> you know, it was, it was a vignette. It was, you know, it was whatever. Yeah. But here, this was not just another vignette. This was not just another promo. Uh, this was, this was art, my friend. I was real high on this next segment. I don't know. It, Where are you? I was. Were you so hot on it that you'd spend one hundred twenty-five dollars for that hockey jersey they keep pumping? Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I even wrote that down to bring that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> the one hundred twenty-five dollars CM Punk hockey jersey. Jeez. Well, Punk comes out, you know, says he's a hundred percent, but it's a new hundred percent. Doesn't know if it's good enough. Uh, very, very sad. Just being a sad bastard. And then this, he takes on a fat guy. Right? Yeah. What the hell, man? That's rude. How do you know how much, you know, how much that dude's getting it? You don't know. Fat dudes get loving, bro. You don't know. Yeah, he's just, come, come on. Bro. I mean, you know, he might have oh. looked like the Simpsons comic guy, but. <laughs> uh, you know, beyond that. Uh, but this is awesome. He's very, very just being a sad sack of of life. Shit. And then oh. and then Ace Steel comes out. The guy who took the contract earlier basically says, hey. And, you know, they fill us in on, you know, that, that you know, I did not know that he trained him. Me neither. But I did, you know, the first time I ever saw CM Punk, it was teaming with Ace Steel as a tag team called Hate Breed. 
And it was oh, on yeah. a, a very early uh, TNA pay-per-view back when they were on the weekly pay-per-views. Early on, huh. the first year. Like one of the first TNA pay-per-views I bought uh, back in 2002 or whatever it was. God, 20 years oh, ago. Wow. Crazy to think. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, they were a tag team called Hate Breed, and I was like, that's really awesome because I was a huge fan of, of Hate Breed, the band. So I was like, huh, I wonder if they got like permission to use that name from them or if they just like don't need permission or if they just, you know, are going rogue. But yeah, that's the first time I ever saw CM Punk team with Ace Steel. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. Huh. That's pretty cool. But now, uh, he fires them up. Promo. What's that? It was a hell of a promo. And uh, it, it was uh, it was a lot of good stuff. He, you know, goes out into the audience and does all that stuff, you know. He, uh... But, I go finish it out. Well, no, he just he pumps he pumps Punk up. Uh, you know, basically uh, tells him. Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't write down any details. I don't really remember. <laughs> anyway, but what it was, I was awesome. Say is the promo was cool, but I I don't I didn't like the overall segment. Really, the 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 promo. Every time he spoke was awesome. Right. But the segment layout, I did not enjoy. Okay. You see what I'm saying? All right. Like the uh, the order of <laughs> operations all right. um, did not flow for me at all. And I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't buy the, again, order of operations in Punk's, uh, um, not emotion, but I don't know something. I didn't get part of it. The, like I said, promo amazing, but something about the segment itself just didn't huh. sit right with me. Okay. Yeah, it just seemed off. <laughs> well, it's been a strange build. Um, is an interesting an interesting way to get to this match. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I can see, but yeah, I think that that's kind of what they were going for. I almost am like kind of sad that <clears throat> overall they've really only got like a few weeks to really build this match, you know, with stuff. Yeah. Um, because thinking about it, like, man. They could come up with some really creative stuff, I bet, uh, between the two of these guys as far as, like, creative ways to build this feud. And I think that that's what they were trying to do, that they were trying to do here, and that's probably why it felt kind of odd to you. It was yeah. definitely, like, movie, like, sports movie, you know, type uh, yeah. like promo, you know, it could have been, like, the end of Bad News Bears or something. You know, slap shot or something. <laughs> oh shit! So, ESPN's gonna buy this and make it a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something. But uh, I mean, that's just kind of the vibe that it gave off. So, <clears throat> also, did you 
I, and I think that this was by design and probably either Punker or uh, Mox's idea. But Mox comes out and does a promo by himself to start the show. Yeah. They do this thing in the middle here where it's just Punk. And then, yeah. as we'll cover, you know, Mox comes back out later yeah. <coughs> by himself. Nothing. Nothing between the two of them here. And I really thought that consciously that they were probably like, yo, let's not do the same old, like, face-off in the arena deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everybody does for every wrestling promo. It was, was, you know, they had all the security out there tearing them apart. So it's already been built (laughs) to where... They can't be in the same room around each other without killing each other. Well, there you so, go. Well, they purposely avoided each other, and I just thought that, that was a nice touch, you know. Yeah, me Long too. Story that was short. good. Especially when Mox came back out. But anyway. Now, I was a big fan of this segment, not so much a fan of the next segment, which was our sit-down promo uh, with Christian and Jungle Boy. Just another person who needs help on the mic. This was odd. Yeah. This was a weird way to, to go home to this match. Um, one interesting yeah. thing of note, though, is that they did end it with Jungle Boy saying that he wasn't going to fight Jungle Boy. He was going to fight Jack Perry. Yeah. At all out. That's what, so, uh, I wasn't feeling Jungle Boy's uh, you know, mic work until that last line, and then he hooked me. So... Just, what have you done for me lately? It's always the last thing you hear. So it's not it's not uh, it's not Jack's fault on this one. They put him in a situation where he he definitely I don't think was the most comfortable. Um, just the angle was strange, and it's just it's hard to pull something like that off, you know. Yeah, he's probably really never done like a sit down promo like that ever in his life. No, and so, you know what? this this doesn't hurt him at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's whatever. It's a mid-card feud, you know, anyway, so there's there's no there's no reason to get up in arms about it. Uh, then we go to FTR and Wardlow against a few random uh, ROH guys, including Silas Young. One of the guys looked like No Way Jose. Am I wrong? Was that No Way Jose? The guy with the dreads? I Who are these other two I guys? Red Jones and Vic Dupree. Okay, so this guy, that's probably Red Jones, I imagine. Um, let's see here. Red Jones made a tag to Vic Dupree, who was immediately caught in the big ring. Okay, that's what I was saying. I wrote down here that the third guy didn't even get touched. And then I'm looking on here to see what was the two guys who, who did get touched. And the only guy who didn't get beat up was Silas Young. Well, there you go. They're trying to save Silas Young to a degree, it looks like. Because, yeah, I mean, well, he was the only guy I recognized. The other two the other two guys, they just, you know, were kind of fodder. I mean, how many but, Ring of Honor titles does Silas Young have? I'm not sure about you know, titles, I mean, but he was, on the, he was on the show a lot when I was watching it about, you know, eight or nine quick. years ago, I would say. Last time yeah. I, I watched Ring of Honor on a regular basis. 
Well, he was on Ring of Honor up until the last day. And it just always, uh, it was a point in time in life where it just always like worked out perfectly. Like I'd get off work uh, on Graveyard at the call center and I'd, I'd like be home at like six o'clock in the morning and it would come on uh, CBS or whatever. And I'd just be like, sweet Ring of Honor. And I'd watch, you know, usually fall asleep to it, you know, in the yeah. wee hours of the morning. Okay, so he did. He wrestled Hangman Page back in June. Okay. Yes, I, I forgot about that. But Silas Young has been ROH World Television Champion twice and has been, uh, <coughs> oh, I guess he wasn't tag champs, but he was in t- winner of Tag Wars with uh, Beer City Bruiser. But, yeah, so, yeah, okay. So Silas Young is, uh, I'm glad he didn't get uh, mulled over there. They lost in 58 seconds. It was a squash. Yeah. Nice uh, little squash. You know, both the TNT and TBS belts are on a man and a woman with basically the same gimmick. But that's neither here nor there. Just an observation I made. Now we get Mox hitting the ring. Uh, you know, basically the match with Punk is official. They hit his music before he was done talking, which he looked kind of upset about. <laughs> uh, that's. I was thinking he. It looked like he took like a an extended pause. Right. Like he had put the mic down like towards his waist. And then, like, they hit the music, and he put he went to go put it back up at the same time they hit his music. Right. So a little bit of a miscue. He probably wanted to say a little something else, but... He says he's going to destroy CM Punk. Yeah, basically, you know, just saying that he has no idea what he's... what he's gotten himself into. You know, he's going to brutalize him and all that you know he's gonna try to he's gonna try to take him to uh to Nick Gage land oh yeah that's gonna be fun <laughs> so um, this next part I need uh, I need your uh yeah your, what what was your this qualifications of uh of how things work did Andrade try to buy the Dark Order I am so confused my man I don't know what they were trying to do. It's uh, I. It, I didn't know if he was trying to get ten, or if he was just trying to buy the whole Dark Order. The impression that I got was that he was trying to get ten to take off his mask, and that's what he was paying Uno for. But oh. I, I, I can't say that with any kind of positivity. I have to go back and watch that. I was just kind of like, what, you know, the hell is going on here? So, and, and I don't think this ended up getting resolved, but so we have this thing with 10, uh, you know, we'll get to that here shortly. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I anyway, think, I think, I you know what I'm thinking there. The yeah. You After know what I'm thinking. Great match. Oh my God. The four way. Yes. Wheeler Yuta versus Ray Fenix versus Bruce. This was amazing. Dante Martin. 
pure title not on the line. Well, Dante, I don't get an entrance. Martin um, was in the ring to start the match. <coughs> we get the other guys, though, and this was great. And I thought that this was awesome because the whole way this match was set up, you have the four high flyers, and then you have Roosh, who can do some aerial stuff, but, you know, is like the grounded one and can kind of like play the big guy in the match, but also do the flying. I thought it was very well booked. So, there was one problem I had in the match. <laughs> right. Rouge has Dante Martin in the ring, does a big impact move. Dante Martin falls on the on the mat. At this time, Fenix and uh, Wheeler Yuta are on the ramp side of the ring, right? Mm-hmm. And they're fighting abouts over there. So um, Rouge is about to go and do a dive to the outside. At this time. On the side of the screen, you see Dante Martin roll out of the ring. He's done selling that move Rouge did to him. He rolls out of the ring, comes around the corner so he can help catch Rouge to fly over the ring. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Why would you do that? Right. Uh, I was so thrown off. I was so thrown off. I was like, why would you do that? Uh, that's it bad. was a short match, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it. It went eight thirty one. It was good. It's one of those things where you know if you just enjoy like the the action and you're not you know paying attention to the details, you know you can kind of take yourself out of you know out of something like that. So yeah, usually um, I, usually I do. I'm I'm the all about suspending belief spots. guy. But uh You just gotta enjoy I, spots I sometimes. Do that they don't have to like, make sense, Vito. It's just a spot. I've actually fest. never seen someone do that. Right. He took the move, sold it for like a second or two, rolled out to go do a job, and I'm like But what? that is but that Those is pretty two guys could have caught him. You right. know what I mean? Just let me just go run into pos- let me go run into position here real quick. Yeah, I can see yeah. how that's kinda yeah. yeah, and it was fast too. It was like those two guys could have caught him easily. Phoenix and uh, I forget Wheeler Yuta easily caught him, but you know it is what it is. Well, and now, then and then Dante Martin also almost kills Ray Phoenix with a freaking poison rana that looked horrible. See that? Uh, yeah. No, I guess I missed that part. Gosh. <laughs> These guys need to stop doing this move. So, uh, uh, you to wins that, right? That's Yuda, what happened. You to wins. It's a small Now, I fest. have a quick question. What's that? They announced uh, the casino ladder match at that point, okay? They said that this was half of the entrance. Yeah. Now, did you see the other half? It's all friends. A bunch of friends. We got Claudio and Yuta, Penta and Phoenix, Rouge and Andrade, then Dante and a Joker. You know who I think the Joker's gonna be? Darius, Dante's brother. Darius. <laughs> yeah, Darius. <laughs> yeah. 
That's his name, it right? Fits, Darius Martin? Yeah, Darius Martin. Yeah. It fits with the rest of the card. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why would they do that? It's four teams. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Anyway. If they were gonna do that, you think they would just they would have done like a like a tag team uh casino ladder match or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a messed up uh messed up match that they made. I don't know why they did that. Hopefully Tony comes out with uh, you know, a storyline or two out of it. But well speaking of teams well, yeah, they, baby. They run down the card, which we will we will get to here later. We'll run down the all-out yeah, card. we'll figure make that our, part out. Make our quick predictions, but this show caps oh, off with an absolutely amazing six-man tag. I don't oh, care hold who on. You are. missed a small spot, buddy. Uh, okay. You missed a small spot before the six-man. Okay. Remember when Silver and Reynolds were back there with two injured friends and no tag team partner? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uno and Ted are out, so they need a cowboy to cowboy up, and he did. Hangman is joining the Dark Order in this trios contest, which will be on Friday as their match. So, so we can now see- let's talk about this right. banger. We'll talk about this, and we all know where this is going anyway. But yes, you know this was a banger. Um, very strange to see the elite be like the baby faces in a situation like the straight up faces no 50 50 and people like osprey you know what i mean but like clearly they were working face you know and uh and osprey and aussie open were the heels yeah i don't know i think kenny did some pretty heelish stuff oh you know i don't know man it's um what do you think about Kenny's entrances? You like them? What do you mean, like the like the um... where they lower the rights and uh, Justin Roberts does the whole the intros? Yeah, I love the intro aspect of it. Absolutely, I think it's great. Yeah, I like that this one. Every single one was a diss on Will Ospreay. <laughs> <laughs> Outsells everything Will Ospreay does. He. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it's interesting that they worked that in there, considering the 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 thing, uh, the Kevin Nash Will Osprey thing that just happened this last week. But I don't know. It's I funny. That. Maybe that's why they're doing. You know, it's just more Twitter BS. You know, um, Osprey was like talking about like all the all the like great matches that he had done you know or like his star rating you know or what i can't remember what exactly it was he made some tweet about it and nash uh commented uh well yeah well you know but how's your merch sales or something like that oh yeah and osprey comes back and said did you tear a quad with writing that tweet i was like oh that yeah i did see that yeah so this match was cool. A lot Man, of cool stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Omega has lost the brace, but he's still wearing the compression shirt. It got torn off him, though. Yeah. By the time this is over. And it was nice to see. Osprey stripping him down. Right. He had a little, he had the, some of the shoulder tape or whatever underneath. 
but um, he's just fine. Doesn't need the shirt. He doesn't have like a beer gut or anything going on. No. You know? It, for a while, it turned into a chaotic Chicago street fight out there. Did you see that? Right. Went into the commercial break. <clears throat> well, they did. Yeah, and I guess that that's kind of where. Well, see, and that's where the, the heel. That's where I went into the thing where uh, Osprey and them are the heels because the match started with like, you know, they did a whole bunch of their stuff, but then it yeah. settled down. And then it took, because after Kenny came in and he had his little run, <laughs> then Aussie Open and, and, and uh, Osprey, they took over and it, they were really like, they were working heel heat, you know, trying to work his shoulder, trying to work the injury. Um, you know, he yeah. tore off the shirt. Um, I mean, Aussie Open was was clearly the uh, um, the heels. Yeah, they're definitely working heel. But I've seen In there's the a couple of spots where Kenny's still holding on to his bad guy. Right. Well, he can't go. He can't go all the way. But you know, yeah. situational. Yeah. Uh, situationally, they were they were the faces here, the elite, which is very rare. Um, you know, there was two really good cutters in this match. There was a pop-up oh, cutter yeah. that was really beautiful early, and then Nick uh, um, countered that uh, Osprey cutter that there was like an elevated Osprey cutter into his own, like a stunner, pretty much. It was Dude. beautiful. I loved it. I don't know if he's ever done this before. You can you can maybe let me know. I've never seen it, but Nick did like. I don't even know what you call it, dude. Nick came in in one of those spots there in like mid-match. And he did, the best thing I could say to describe it, it was like a springboard Canadian destroyer. Oh, man, that was awesome. Right? Did you see that? I was like, yeah. dude, what? Yeah. I've Nick's never seen genius. nothing like that. But I was like, dude, I've never seen no one do that. Yeah, Nick's That was nuts. Um... Hell yeah, Nick Jackson. Props on that one. Um, so, uh, my favorite move that Kenny Omega does is the V-Trigger, and that dude flubbed it at the end. Oh, gosh. And the camera angle caught it. Yeah. Uh, that made me mad. Yeah. Oh, man. But then he ate at one week angel for his troubles. Um, now... Vito, uh, the now when we went to our last commercial in this match, something very interesting happened. What happened? Well, <laughs> we're in the picture in picture, you know, so we're getting commercials, right? I, I sometimes watch the pip. And a a Honda commercial came on. Oh, narrated. I did. Narrated by the one and only John Cena. Peacemaker. Oh. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) literally, John Cena made his Dynamite debut tonight. Yep. You couldn't see him. Confirmed right here. John (laughs) Cena is all elite. Right. (laughs) But I'm like, wow, this is so weird. You hear John Cena's voice while you're watching uh, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Will Ospreay match. Yeah, it's like he's commentating. Right? Commentating. It was bizarre. I, but I had yeah. to make mention of it, though. Um, Bizarro. 
Now, uh, Osprey and them, they did this like modified indie taker where yeah, that was Osprey weird. came off the rope and did like a weird, like, you like elbowed him or something before he went into it. It was like a flip elbow. It was weird. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get the whole thing of it, but it was cool how they pulled it off, right. like up like up until the weird elbow thing. And then they and then they hit the actual indie taker later on them. Uh, like you said, you know, we get uh Omega in there, hits the V trigger, one winged angel, gets the pin. The nineteen lead. minutes. Damn. Damn good 19 minutes. Unfortunately, half of it was commercials, but we'll take what we can get. It was still awesome. Someone get Will Ospreay out of New Japan, folks. He needs to be full-time AEW. I don't care what you got to do to get him there. Do it. All right. Can we kidnap... You ready to run this card down? Can we kidnap Will Ospreay and get him in there? Do you have it up? I have it up right okay. here. Okay. All right. You you run the show on this. That way you All don't right. have to Let's do this. It. We'll start down here at the zero hour pre-show match. We got Pac versus Kip Sabian for the AW All Atlantic Championship. You know where I'm going with this. Box head for the win. You already went Kip, so I just just to oppose you, I'm gonna go Pac here on this one. Pac keeps the belt. The bastard. All right. The bastard further establishes the belt. We're still on the zero hour pre-show. We got Hook versus Cool Hand Angelo Parker from the Jazz, and the FTW uh, titles on on the line. Jazz B team guy is going down. There's no way Hook's. Yeah, gonna, no. There's no way Hook's no losing to him. Hook. Especially no. if someone's gonna beat Hook, but not this dude. Come on. No. And then the match I'm looking forward to a lot. Still on the zero hour pre show match. Toma Hiro Ishii yeah. versus Eddie Kingston too. So oh, this man. is a little bit of thing we could just mention real quick. This was supposed to, we were supposed to have Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston. There's been all this drama though. Yeah. And now now uh Sammy's off the show and but Eddie has a match with Ishii all of a sudden on the pre show. Yeah. Yeah, their first match was awesome. God, those guys just beat the out of each other. Which supposedly Eddie's the one that gets that got suspended, but yet he's still on the show and Sammy's not. So I, you know, yeah, who, who knows? Take that for what it is. Who knows who what the dirt sheets are telling us? I mean, you got to go with Kingston here. There's really no yeah. reason for for Ishii to yeah, win. Yeah, I agree. No reason. All right, then we got the Pinnacle, FTR and Wardlow. Versus uh, Jay and the Guns. FTR Wardlow all day. You can't. You know it'll yeah. be nice. It'll be nice to see the MCMG in the house, but. Yes. Uh, I always like that thing where they do this. Yeah. They're great. Like uh, but yeah, you can't just have a bunch of champions lose. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. not 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 gonna happen. All right, then we got Hobbs and Starks. Ooh, this is interesting. Um, you know, I think Hobbs wins here by some sort of um some sort of chicanery. I don't think they're they're done yeah. with the story yet. I think yeah, they keep it going the a little bit. Over it. Right. 
Yeah, Starks has got uh, QT Marshall on Friday. So we're going to find out what that's about. But or we I want to say get... Starks, but I feel like Hobbs is going to win. Hobbs cheats or Hobbs gets the interference to win. And maybe we get someone uh, to help Ricky and, and that and if something happens there, but who knows. Uh, then we got the House of Black versus Miro, Sting, and Darby out. I'm going with Hob on this one. The, the, we went from Hobbs to Hob. Um, <laughs> going with Hob on this one. Yeah, you know, uh, the the team with, with them and Miro, uh, you, you go with the experience factor in the story, and yeah, it's, that's, I think that sounds good, too. I'd go hop. All right. Then we got the Casino Ladder match. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Pinto El Seattle Miedo, Fenix, Rouge, Andre El Idolo, Dante Martin, and the Joker. So this is for a world title match. Yeah. Um, really, I could see any of these dudes winning it besides, like, Dante, uh, even Wheeler. I mean, you know, I mean, any of them could win it, though. I, I, w- it wouldn't be, I wouldn't even put him past, uh, I wouldn't even p- put it past Wheeler winning. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the Joker's going to win. The Joker is usually the, the favorite, I would say, in this situation. Yeah. I think the Joker's going to win. Whoever that is. Do you have any thoughts on who that might be? I mean, we joked about Darius Martin. <laughs> it's not going to be Darius Martin. But, but who, you know, uh, obviously not Johnny Gargano, right? So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pour right. one out for Johnny Boy. Right. Pour it uh, out. No, actually, at this current moment, I got nothing for you. I got. It I could got be nothing. anybody. Maybe um, it'll be Morrison again. I don't know. <laughs> so who do you got? Anybody? You ain't got? Can you nail one down? Oh, okay. As far as a winner go, yeah. Because like, yeah. all I said was like the only guy I don't buy winning would be Dante. Yeah, um, not me neither. If if you if you really want like a good title match out of this, you you do Claudio, I think, unless the the Joker person is bigger than Claudio. Um, that's really that's really the only title match I takes I would take super seriously. I think. Um, the other guys that would just be like, yay, they got a title match, but I don't I don't buy they have a chance to win. I don't think they're putting the title on Claudio anytime soon, but I would at least halfway uh, buy him as a challenger at this point, if that makes any sense. I think uh, if I had to choose someone on here, I'd be uh, Andrade Elito. I'll go with that guy. Only because I don't want BCC to mix up. Yeah, him or Roosh would be a fine fine pick as well. Oh, and how cool would it be if... uh, uh, Wyndham was the Joker. Ooh. All those rumors about him coming to WWE. Ooh. How cool would that be? That might happen. All right. So then we got the interim women's world championship with Tony Storm, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Who you got? It's got to be Tony. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know, I think they were going that way anyway, so 
There you go. Okay, let's let's do this first. On Rampage, there's the match between the Dark Order and the Best Friends. Are we both in agreement that the Dark Order wins that? Just like you predicted, Vito. Yeah. We're, we've got the Dark Order elite. Hangman's showdown. going against his homies. That's that's where we're going, obviously. So what's the deal? What are we saying there? Is Hangman turning on Dark Order? That's my first thought. That's my thought. That's my first thought. Um, All right. That's so what we're going that's what with. I'm going with. I'm not going to overthink it. That's what we're going with. Me neither. <laughs> Jade Cargill versus Athena for the TBS championship. Ooh, okay, so they're finally going to do this, huh? And this is it all out. And if you're going to lose anywhere, you better lose it all out. You're going to lose to someone who's awesome like Athena. Yeah. I'm going with Athena here. I'll just I'll oppose you and go Jade. As much as I think Athena could do it, I just don't think it's the right time yet. I don't, you know. Yeah. I want to see more out of Jade before someone beats her. I think it would mean more. That's um, my problem. I don't think we're going to see more out of Jade. I think we've reached her her limit. You here. might be right there. You might be right as well, so. As a champion anyway, we can move on to other stuff. But yeah. anyway, now we got Jungle Boy, or sorry, Jack Perry All against right. Christian Cage. Um, I, I mean, we can keep saying it. We can keep saying it does nothing for Christian to do to win, but right. I mean, I, I'm gonna go with Jack on this. I think you go with Jack, and I just I want to see this. You know, they've done some good stuff throughout the course of of their feud. But I'm ready to see it be over, so please let it be Jack Perry. So then we got a AEW World Tag Team Championship, Swerve in Our Glory against the Acclaim. Oh yeah, Swerve's got to keep it. Yeah, I just, there's no doubt. The Acclaim now you just, think, yeah. I don't think know. the Ass Boys are going to interrupt that? There's a good chance of that, I would say. Then we have... Lionheart Chris Jericho versus Ooh. the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier uh, during uh, Danielson's match, they mentioned that, uh, or Excalibur said that it was the first time that they were going to, it was like 20 years in the making, the, the match, which I guess, I mean, in a literal sense, you could say that, but I mean, they've wrestled each other several times in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But uh, if I'm going to pick a winner here, I could go either way, but you probably want to go... I don't know, man. I would say uh, I would say Danielson, but yeah. uh, I think you got to create some challengers for the eventual winner of the main event so maybe Jericho I feel like it's gonna come down to uh, Garcia and uh, join the BCC at All Out okay so I think the Dragon wins the Wizard of the Lionheart yeah that'll probably play a factor you're right now here we go Made a big one. What do you think? 
Well, it's got to be Punk. John Moxley versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. It's got to be Punk. It's got to be Punk. Okay, that's uh, we're gonna go against each other on this one too. Good. So you get so Mox. Oh, you're going Moxley, huh? All right. Brandon, in what world do you think I'm gonna go against John Moxley? Not for CM Punk. I mean, I love CM Punk. I am. I like CM Punk. Okay, I don't have any of my CM Punk collectibles in here, but they're out there. But. I don't think you can stop John Moxley right now, on the mic in the ring, with the belt in his hand. You know, I, I agree with that take. I mean, he is he is doing just fine, but to me, I'm just thinking of you know, they had plans with Punk. You know, they had all these plans with Punk before he got hurt, and to me, I just I just see this as being a continuation. Of that, you know, what I mean, I think we yeah. finally get back to that, but I don't know. I mean, but that's but that's my strong inclination is that we kind of we go back to punk, and then we kind of carry on business as usual, but just kind of behind a couple of months or or what have you. Yeah. So that's it. We'll see what happens. You know, this seems like a very predictable show. But I guarantee you, it's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. Of course. Because just when it seems like it's predictable, that's when it's not. Think MJF could be the Joker. It's possible. But or does he come out at the end of this? I, I think. I think I would. I would more or less bet on him coming out. And either getting involved in the match or showing up right afterwards, um, or or maybe or maybe you're right and Moxley does win. Maybe MJF comes back and cost Punk the match, you know, because um, you know he is the guy that ran him out that night with the promo. Yeah. Also, real quick before we wrap up, I thought this was way interesting. The dirt sheets all week talking about this thing, and it was on podcasts from here to there, and this and that and the other thing about how Warner Brothers was coming down on AEW about language. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and then there was an f bomb on tonight's show. Oh man! So you know what, folks? Don't believe everything you read. You just can't. Nope. They're getting desperate nowadays. Down with the dirt and the sheets. But that is what it is, Vito. Uh, let's rate this. Let's rate this dynamite show. We forgot to do that. <laughs> oh, uh, what do you get? I think uh, I'm giving it a four. A four? Yep. Ah, There's man. Only two, two or three small things that knocked it down. So three. I'm doing a new thing. I started five, and I picked a couple of things that knock it down. So I only got knocked down the four. Okay. What about you? I uh, I'm gonna go four and a quarter. I'm actually oh, wow. gonna go higher than you for once because. Oh to my me, goodness! To me, you had three uh, really solid matches. You said the tag team match is good, even though I missed that uh, with the women. Uh, but to me, the, it was worth the we price of admission. We technically had four matches. 
Right. So you had four really long good matches. They were they were on the long side, but they were all good. So yeah, I uh, can't complain. It was a nice yeah, and you know you add in the punk promo, dude. Yeah. Um, and the Mox promos. The Mox pro just the whole presentation of it, like I said, the way they just didn't do the same old crap where they face off. Double thumbs up for me and a four point two five star. Best best episode of Dynamite I think I've watched since we started this show. Yeah. I'll go as far to say that. It was pretty good. It yes. was pretty good. The only thing that felt flat for me was the Morrissey thing and the the Miro and all that. Right. The Miro thing. That's just small things. That's what took it from a five to a four. Very small, very small uh, details, nitpicky things. Not, oh, and not the a... Jungle Boy and Christian thing. Yeah. Just those three things. Anyway. It may be added up to a minute of the TV time, the, the yeah. things that annoy me. So, More than a minute in my heart, though. But it was a great show. Another was, great Wednesday. It was great. We'll be back um, at some point. We may review the pay-per-view. We might not. We might be back next week. I'm not really sure what the plan is. We'll be we'll be with you when we get there. For my excellent we'll friend. We'll be there. Yes. Or <laughs> because we're not going to be square. We're going to no. be we're going to be round. Hey. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> for my good friend Big Vito T, I am the brand. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Pro Wrestling Planet, pwplanet.com. Vito, give me the sweet. Give me that sweet, sweet, too sweet. It is too sweet. <laughs> All right, and we're clear. We are clear, and I'm going to have a beer.